Coming up on Jerusalem Dateline, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu pushes back against demonstrations over proposed judicial reforms. Plus, exciting new plans to excavate the place where Jesus healed the blind man, Jerusalem's Pool of Siloam. And a blockade threatens the world's oldest Christian nation as tensions simmer between Armenia and Azerbaijan. And we take a look at the power of art to protest oppression and show the faithfulness of God. All this and more on this edition of Jerusalem Dateline. Hello and welcome to Jerusalem Dateline. I'm Chris Mitchell. Tens of thousands of Israelis gathered in Tel Aviv this weekend to protest the Netanyahu's government's plan to overhaul the country's judicial system. The battle's heating up. Take a look. The nearly 80,000 demonstrators warned that changes to the judicial system are a major threat. The majority is one thing, I accept that. But the changes that are being proposed are going to the core of the way this country is, uh, is uh, managed and organized, and this we cannot allow. At Sunday's cabinet meeting, Netanyahu pushed back against the demonstrators, which included members of the Israeli left, and Tifa members and people carrying Palestinian flags. Two months ago, there was a huge demonstration in Israel, the mother of all demonstrations. Millions of people took to the streets to vote in the elections. One of the main issues they voted for is the reform in the judicial system. The reforms are intended to give the Knesset and the government more control over the judiciary. One proposal would allow a simple Knesset majority the power to overturn a Supreme Court ruling, reducing the power of the Supreme Court, which critics believe has overstepped its bounds in recent years, some even calling it the most activist court in the world. One suggested compromise would be that a special or supermajority in the Knesset could overturn a ruling of the Supreme Court. The battle over the judicial system puts large segments of Israel's society at odds. Only 42% of Israelis trust the Supreme Court, while the leader of the Tel Aviv demonstration called on Israeli President Isaac Herzog to declare Benjamin Netanyahu unfit for office. Herzog is trying to mediate between the two camps. I am now focused on two critical roles that I believe I bear as president at this hour, averting a historical constitutional crisis and stopping the continued rift within our nation. The battle is likely to intensify. The leader of the Tel Aviv demonstration said it was just the beginning of the counterattack, while the government will proceed with hearings to enact these reforms. Well, for more than 100 years, archaeologists have made historic discoveries in the city of David, where King David established the capital of Israel more than 3,000 years ago. Now, one of its most important sites is being uncovered for the world to see. It's the location of one of Jesus' most famous miracles in the New Testament. Take a look. Located at the bottom of the city of David is the Pool of Siloam, one of the most important places in ancient Jerusalem. This is a site where all of the Jewish people would gather three times a year for Pentecost, Tabernacles, and Passover to immerse, spiritually cleanse themselves before the pilgrimage up to the temple. These steps were uncovered in 2004, but when the pool is fully excavated on the other side of this wall, it will mark the first time in modern history when the Pool of Siloam has been fully excavated and open to the public. 
So now there is a groundbreaking. We are really in historic times. Really two weeks ago, we have received the okay to start digging for many years since 2004 when we discovered this site. And now after, you know, 18 years later, we are finally able to excavate. Our tractors have started excavating the pool of Siloam, meaning in a short, I mean, I hope, short year, two years, we'll be able to come here and see the full Pool of Asylum in its entirety. This video shows what the pool might have looked like as Jews purified themselves and walked up to the temple. The Bible explains that King Hezekiah built the pool. Now the rest of the acts of Hezekiah, all his might and how he made a pool and a tunnel and brought water into the city, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Judah? The book of John describes how Jesus healed the blind man near the pool. When he had said these things, he spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. And he said to him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam. So he went and washed and came back seeing. Waysman says the pool links the people of the Bible. All the biblical stories, you want to meet David and Solomon, Hezekiah, the kings, the stories of Isaiah, of Jeremiah, they're here. And this is the, literally the water system, the life source of that Jerusalem. She says this project also connects the people of today. We are here in Jerusalem, Jerusalem that unites the whole world. Everywhere you go in this world, people are focusing on what's happening in Jerusalem. This is the uniting city. While we're living and creating and innovating in Jerusalem today, at the same time, here at the Pool of Siloam, we're now able to uncover what used to unite us in Jerusalem 2,000 years ago. It's not just history. It's not just something that existed a long time ago and it's not relevant. Jerusalem to this day still unites everybody. It still brings people from all faiths and backgrounds to this spot. And now we're able to uncover the ancient stones that would have done that thousands of years ago. Waysman says for many, this excavation is the fulfillment of a dream. The dream and what we're actually turning into reality here at the City of David is to finish excavating the Pool of Siloam and be able to have millions of people come from all faiths and backgrounds, visit the Pool of Siloam, be able to walk up the original pilgrimage road to the temple. And hopefully uh, we'll be able to see that, that dream realized. China's new foreign minister, Qin Gong, paid a visit to Cairo recently after a whirlwind visit to Africa. His goal, consolidating Beijing's involvement across the resource-rich continent. After meetings with the Egyptian president and Arab League secretary general, he made a statement that some foes of the Chinese dictatorship would find ironic. We agreed to work together to implement the spirit of the Riyadh Declaration, which affirms our multilateral international order based on international law and the dedication of common values for humanity represented in peace, justice, development, democracy and freedom. In his meeting with Egyptian President el-Sisi, Foreign Minister Qin Gong committed to more Chinese assistance for Egyptian infrastructure. Also in recent days, the Negev Forum Summit met in the United Arab Emirates. The forum works toward increased cooperation between the Abraham Accord member countries, Israel, the UAE, Bahrain, Sudan, and Morocco. Asher Fredman from the Abraham Accords Peace Institute shared the vision. By turning this region into a global hub of sustainable solutions to energy, to water, to food, to mobility, to trade, to transport, to regional integrated security, I think that not only will Israel benefit, but all the peoples of the Middle East and beyond will greatly benefit from this new spirit of peace, cooperation and dialogue. 
The next gathering is scheduled for this spring in Morocco. Coming up, one of the oldest Christian cultures in the world faces dangerous new threats in a region marked by bloodshed and war. Now, for a limited time, you can get five of CBN's critically acclaimed documentaries. Experience the rebirth of the modern state of Israel. The historic bonds between the Jewish people and the land of Israel cannot be broken. Relive the battle for Jerusalem in the Six-Day War. Jerusalem is yours forever. Discover how Israeli volunteers are changing the world. When people need us, we volunteer and we come and help. Explore the world of Israeli technological innovation. We're people of dreams. God gives us dreams. And that's really the roots, I think, of, of much of our innovation. And understand the biggest land dispute in history. Many Palestinian Arabs claim that the Jews stole Arab land. But is that the real story? This exclusive Israel DVD collection can be yours for a gift of $29.99 or more. Call now or go online to get your Israel DVD bundle, which includes streaming access. Download the CBN News app 24-7 News from a Christian perspective at home or on the road. One place for all of your news. Breaking news alerts. Set daily prayer goals and pray for news stories. Read the most important news and watch CBN News Channel Live. CBN News, because truth matters. Go to CBNNewsApp.com to get the app today. Now is the time for Christians to oppose the anti-Israel boycott, divestment, and sanctions movement. In CBN's free guide, Stop the Boycott of Israel, you'll learn about this malicious economic warfare against the Jewish nation. And you'll find out how you can stand beside Israel, the birthplace of our Bible, faith, and Jewish Savior. Get your free copy today. Call 1-800-700-7000 or go to cbn.com bds. Armenia became the world's first Christian nation when it adopted Christianity as its official religion in the 4th century AD. Soon after, Armenian monks came to the Holy Land and founded what is today known as the Armenian Quarter in Jerusalem's old city. Now Armenia is facing a potential human tragedy as tensions rise with the neighboring country of Azerbaijan. Experts worry about what's ahead because of deadly fighting and a blockade that cut off food and important resources. Billy Hollowell has the story. There is, there is no time to uh, wait and to uh, allow the next genocide because this is genocide. That's how Dr. Bayana Sukhudian describes the situation in Nagorno-Karabakh, a small landlocked region between Armenia and Azerbaijan. For decades, deadly battles between Armenians and Azerbaijanis have raged there, and a recent blockade has reignited those tensions. The last big war in Karabakh happened in 2020, and at that time, Azerbaijan conquered most of the territory all around the enclave. And so there's only one road that connects the 120,000 Christians who live in this enclave to the rest of the world, and um, it's protected by a Russian peacekeeping force. On December 12th, Azerbaijani protesters reportedly blocked that road, known as the Lachin Corridor, preventing food, medicine, and other basic transport in or out of Nagorno-Karabakh. I'm a pediatric neurologist. Together with my colleague, we um, saw many children with epilepsy. 
um, who have to take anti-seizure drug to um, get free of seizures, but now there is shortage of these drugs. And not only these drugs are not available, but also some painkillers and antibiotics, as well as hormonal therapy, which is very important in acute situations. In addition with that, there is a um, shortage of baby formulas. The blockade sparked immediate condemnation with critics across the world calling on Azerbaijan to halt the obstruction. Ruben Vardanyan, Minister of State for Nagorno-Karabakh, believes the region's most recent battles stem in part from a clash of worldviews. One conflict is a democratic country against the non-democratic, autocratic country, because in Azerbaijan, everybody knows we don't have a democratic system, and we all know with the we own citizens, Azeris, they don't have a right to uh, really uh, human rights. With both Armenia and Azerbaijan laying claim to this land, the dynamic is complex. Armenia gained control in the early 1900s, and then a 2020 Russian-brokered ceasefire handed Azerbaijan newfound control. Joel Veldkamp is among those who worry the worst is yet to come for Armenia, one of Christianity's oldest communities. I think this is probably the prelude to an Azerbaijani armed attack on Nagorno-Karabakh. Um, and if that happens and Russia does not step in, Armenia is probably not strong enough to stop them from conquering the whole region. There will be massacres. There will be civilians killed. There will be families killed, most likely. This is what happened during the last war and the war before that. Um, and at the end of it, this land, which is the ancient homeland of the Armenian people, this is where their alphabet was designed as some of the oldest churches in the world, will be completely destroyed. This ongoing dispute, especially in light of the past genocidal horrors Armenians have faced, has human rights groups deeply concerned about what's to come. This is Billy Hollowell for CBN News. Coming up, while protests in Iran continue, a mural in downtown Jerusalem is a banner of hope and solidarity with the Iranian people. Names from the Old Testament are being unearthed all over the city of Jerusalem. This was amazing. Come as close as you can get to personalities that are known from the Bible. Astonishing discoveries made today. A jaw-dropping moment of Bible archaeology. This is much more than a thrill. This is actual history that took place here on the site where we sit right now. Confirm the kings and prophets of the Bible left real evidence of their lives right time, the right place, with the right people. And one of the most significant finds in recent history. Exactly as the Bible tells us happened in the days of King Hezekiah. Written in stone, kings and prophets. We have the Bible and we have archaeologists. Telling our story, it's matching. The Old Testament is a reliable history book. Get your copy today for a gift of any dollar amount. Call now or go to cbn.com slash written in stone. Here, we're committed to a heritage of rigorous scholarship dating back over a thousand years. And to a faith tradition dating back a thousand more. This is how we create a culture of inquiry where no topic is off limits. And a culture of hope. Anything's possible! It's Christian leadership. And it's changing the world for the better. It's higher learning. It's greater knowing. It's what makes us whole. It's what makes us regent. 
Experience God on a new level. Empowering the believer is what this podcast is really all about. Discover insights into scriptures. Be encouraged by inspired teaching. Everyone listening. Everyone. You can be a chosen vessel. The Lesson with Gordon and Ashley. What did Jesus get? Everything that the Father has. Yes. Learn more about what God has for you. The Lesson on cbnfamily.com and YouTube. Protests inside Iran calling to overthrow the regime are now into their fourth month. This effort continues to draw international attention and has spread to Jerusalem, where Israelis are supporting the Iranian people's cry for freedom. This mural hanging in a Jerusalem neighborhood is intended to send a message of Israeli solidarity with the women of Iran. The purpose of the mural is to bring awareness to what's happening in Iran. There are murals all around the world right now, but this mural in Jerusalem is head and shoulders, in my opinion, uh, above all the rest, because um, it's important for me to show the world that the Jews, the Israelis, are standing with the Iranian people fighting for freedom. The idea began in San Francisco after Iranian-American filmmaker Human Halili helped create a mural supporting Iranian protesters that went viral on Instagram. It caught the attention of Jerusalem Deputy Mayor Flor Hassan Nahum, who organized Israel's first demonstration supporting the people of Iran. We felt that it was only right um, to do something in their honor so that they can hear our voices of support. The 21 by 15 portable banner carries the slogan, Women, Life, Freedom, and highlights four of the women murdered by the Islamic regime during this revolution. The women who are basically the frontline warriors of a war in Iran. The artist draws the connection of women and their hair because Iran's so-called morality police killed Mashar Amini, for exposing part of her hair, sparking this national movement and international support. Also, it's the women of Iran taking the lead in the protest. And the women are the ones ripping off their hijabs. They're standing in the streets, they're fighting, they're risking life and limb, literally risking life and limb. Now, nearly four months into this revolt, the regime is executing more protesters. And yet, Khalili feels the protests are still not getting the attention they deserve. Right now, the Western media isn't really covering this. And my, my hope and prayer is that the U.S. will follow Israel's lead and say, look, we need to cover this. We need to at least uh, in the media, in the press, support the Iranian people. Halili says many do not realize the ancient bond between Israel and Persia, modern-day Iran. Biblically speaking, uh, there was a time where Israel and Persia, the Persian uh, Empire, now Iran, were close. They were friends. They supported one another. And they loved one another. And I want that, that to return. I want Iran to support Israel and Israel to support Iran. Well, we stand with the people of Iran because we stand for human rights everywhere in the world. We stand for freedoms everywhere in the world. But secondly, Iran is in our region. This is our neighborhood. And we have a country that is not only subjugating murdering his people. It's murdering people in the entire region. Halili and Hassan Nahum hope this is just the first 
of many murals in Jerusalem and throughout Israel. Once the Persian people, the Iranian people, see this mural is standing in Jerusalem, I think it's going to melt heart and open eyes. And I hope and I pray that those women in Iran hear our voices loud and clear. We are with them, women, life, freedom. Coming up, how the famous Bible story about the Valley of the Dry Bones foretells the birth of today's Jewish nation, the modern state of Israel. Thank you for watching Jerusalem Dayline. We're committed to providing you with unbiased reporting from the Holy Land. Through weekly broadcasts, podcasts, and online media, our vision is to reach millions around the globe with the true story of what's happening in Israel and the Middle East, all from a biblical and prophetic perspective. This is a big vision and is only made possible by the generous support of people like you. Call us toll-free at 1-800-700-7000 or go to cbn.com slash Jerusalem Dateline and make a donation that will help spread the light of truth about Israel throughout the world. Orphans Promise is committed to loving and serving at-risk children, to helping keep families together, and to creating opportunities for strong and sustainable communities around the world. We're working in over 60 countries around the world, and with your help, we can do even more. There's an old African proverb I love that says, if you want to run fast, run alone. But if you want to run far, run together. At Orphan's Promise, we want to run far so we can touch the lives of as many orphaned and vulnerable children as possible. But we don't want to go alone. We're out to change the world, one child, one family, one community at a time. Will you join us? home to the sounds of Southern Gospel from CBN Radio. You'll enjoy a rich Southern blend of bluegrass, classic gospel, and Southern Gospel favorites like the Gaithers, the Crab Family, and bluegrass sounds like Mountain Faith. So make yourself at home with the all-new CBN Southern Gospel, now available at CBNRadio.com. Introducing a brand new way to start your morning. Get your daily quick start from CBN News. A quick read on the important news of the day delivered right to your inbox. Stay current on breaking news, politics, and entertainment. Discover how God is moving around the world and here at home. Plus, get exclusive stories and daily scripture encouragement just for you. Stay informed. Go to quickstart.news and subscribe today. A renowned composer and violinist hopes her music can help people capture a kingdom of God perspective. Part of that is honoring prophecy, which took Ruth Fazal on a life-changing journey. The result is a musical retelling of Ezekiel's Valley of the Dry Bones. That reveals a 2,500-year-old prophecy about the Jewish people rising from the ashes of the Holocaust to resurrect the nation of Israel. Take a look.
world-class violinist and composer Ruth Fazell felt the Lord told her to explore Ezekiel 37's story of the Valley of the Dry Bones. In it, God breathes life into skeletons of long-dead warriors and puts flesh back onto them. God also showed Fazell how this chapter is about more than that valley and those bones. As God says in verse 11, Son of man, these are the bones of the people of Israel. I discovered things. I said, whoa, I didn't realize God said that. This revelation led Fazell to compose and produce a 45-minute musical film entitled Ezekiel Out of Exile. Since the story is really about all God's chosen people of Israel, the film opens with the many disasters that have afflicted Jews across the ages, from the Babylonian captivity, to being scattered and exiled, up to the horror of the Holocaust. And that's how the exiled, beaten down Jewish people became like that valley of dry and half-buried bones. The whole time of exile is, I think in Jewish thinking, is very much, it was like a grave. They were the graves. In the valley, God tells Ezekiel to prophesy life into those bones and graves, just as in the film we see the land of Israel resurrected from desert to lush landscapes. Up from the grave, the bones became mighty Israelites. Bazell points out this was God prophesying the Jews would revive, rise, return, and resurrect the nation of Israel itself. As the Lord said in verses 12 and 14, And I will bring you back to the land of Israel. I will settle you in your own land. They came up from the graves of the Holocaust, and out of that we see the fulfillment. I just think it's the most marvelous expression of God's heart for his people. So it's all about looking and seeing what God's doing and what he's fulfilling. I want to say to all of Israel, look what God has promised you. You know, look what he said. It really is a remarkable and inspiring film. If you'd like to get Ezekiel out of exile, you can go to Fazal's website at ruthfazal.com.
Before we go, we want to share with you an archaeological discovery 4,000 years in the making. Israeli excavators recently uncovered a stash of prehistoric ostrich eggs near an abandoned fire pit in the Negev Desert. The eggs on your screen date anywhere from between 4,000 and 7,500 years old. They were preserved thanks to the desert's dry climate. Experts say these eggs were an important food source and may have been on the menu for a prehistoric breakfast. Omelette, that is. Israeli researchers will examine the eggs in a lab to find out more about their origin and who may have used them. Well, that's all for this edition of Jerusalem Dateline. Thanks for joining us. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, and you can also access CBN content through our CBN News and other CBN apps. And don't forget to sign up for our email blasts so you can continue to receive all of our exciting CBN content. I'm Chris Mitchell. We'll see you next time on Jerusalem Dateline.